You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 108 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have literally an episode unlike any other. It's super raw. It is with a wonderful guest who is literally making their Broadway debut as I speak. Um, and, of course, a little bit later as you listen, um, maybe last night, maybe a couple weeks ago, um, on Wednesday, June 15th, the wonderful Sean McManus made his Broadway debut in Beetlejuice, and we are here to experience the raw emotions that he is feeling right now. Um, and has a wonderful story of how he got to where he is. It's super, super raw, so it's like, it's a wonderful episode to learn a lot about the industry, what it's like to be an equity member, um, what it's like to to get to Broadway, just everything is happening right now, and it's so cool to to talk to someone with that uh, experience and that point of view. Because usually, actually, in all the episodes so far, it's been mostly people reflecting on it, so they may leave stuff out, and uh, it's just a, it's a great episode. So I can't wait to share it with you all. But first, as always. Let's talk about some Broadway news, shall we? Um, I want to start off talking about some Broadway news by talking about the Tony Awards. Uh, The 75th Annual Tony Awards were a huge hit. The views of the Tony Awards were up 39% from last year, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Shout out to Ariana DeBose, who was an incredible host, the perfect host for the 75th Annual Tony Awards. Um, All the performances were incredible. It made me want to see the shows that I hadn't seen, um, which I'm very excited for. Um, Congratulations to all the winners, to all the nominees, to literally everyone involved, literally even the people that performed, even the people that went. Congratulations. You all are very special and you made this season so special in a incredibly hard season to do so um, with all of the kind of obstacles that are being faced currently with Broadway. Um, y'all are plowing through and really just making Broadway proud, to be completely honest. So uh, it's just incredible to see. And it was just so incredible to have a night of celebration because everyone deserves it because it's been just so such a tricky year. So congratulations to everyone who performed um, and who were involved in, in the Tony Awards. So thank you so much. Um, that being said, the reflecting on last week's episode with Gabe and I, um, he did insanely well in his predictions. He got 12 out of 15 predictions correct uh, for the musical winners. That is because he did not do the plays. I got 15 out of 21 correct in total. Um, So not too bad, but like, uh, it was rough. Um, and that 15 out of 21 is off of my bracket that I submitted uh, for like the Tony Awards challenge that they were doing. That is not off of my predictions because I actually had Miles Frost on my uh, bracket, uh, on my thing that I submitted. Um, 
So I changed a couple of my answers, so I don't exactly remember what my score is from the podcast, but uh, hopefully it was pretty good. It seemed like anything that company was nominated for one, anything Lehman Trilogy was nominated for one, with a sprinkle in of uh, Six and Strange Loop and um, MJ. So um, it was pretty cool. It was really cool, actually, because it showed the the strength of the shows on Broadway right now. Um, usually, so a lot of the times at the Tony Awards, um, it's usually like one show really steals the show, steals the Tony Awards. There's a really just like one big standout that kind of sweeps all the categories and everything. But this year, it was incredible because the best musical only won one other award. It won two awards total. Um, and then MJ won a bunch, Six won a bunch. Um, it was just really, really cool to see. And um, I think that just shows the strength of the musicals that are on Broadway right now. It is totally the next generation of Broadway because there have been a lot of legendary shows of that we thought were the next wave of Broadway, which were for quite some time, like Dear Evan Hansen, and now Come From Away. And Come From Away actually gave and I kind of predicted this last episode. I had mentioned that they were not selling well. We weren't sure if Jen Colella coming in was a thing for tickets to hopefully get that back up, to get them back on track. Unfortunately, it's not going to be doable. Um, obviously, it'll help, but uh, it's not going to be fully back on track to continue to stay open-ended. Um, it will be closing on Broadway, unfortunately, on October 2nd. Um, so sad because I love the show. Gabe loves the show. It seems like anybody who goes to see it loves the show. No one has said a bad thing about it. A lot of people argue that it got snubbed because it was uh, the same year as Gavin Hansen, which took a lot of the awards at the Tony Awards. Um, but it's still incredible that uh, a show that didn't win many awards had this long of a run. It actually made history being the longest run in the theater that they are in. Um, just great stuff. So it, it's just incredible. But congratulations on a long run, come from away, and um, we have a we have a take a bow friend in it, Q Smith. She's literally been in it from the beginning, and she's going to be in it through closing. Just unbelievable! It's just such a long run, but it seems like the cast just loves doing the show. It's a true community on and off stage. It's just incredible. So. Um, that's all I kind of want to reflect from last week. And now it's the real Broadway news that's happened this week and on. Um, of course, come from away and out the closing literally when we dropped the episode two on Thursday. Anyways, uh, moving on. So the Brooks... The Brooks Atkinson Theater is going to be renamed the Lena Horne Theater, which is the first Broadway theater to be named after a black woman. And that is just incredible. So exciting to see. There's not many theaters named after women period um so the fact that there's a broadway theater going to be named after a black woman is just incredible um well deserved with all the well deserved with all the contributions that lena has made to broadway and the theater community as a whole um just super super exciting and uh i just i can't wait to see like how that works because i i mean i know that that it's happened recently where sh theaters have been renamed and everything but um with the brooks atkinson theater it's it's super 
like it's one of those theaters that you you see and you associate it and you kind of know the name and it's got this big billboard that says Brooks Atkinson Theater so I'm excited to see like when that's taken down and when the Lena Horn uh kind of statue and tribute and everything uh of her name and everything on the theater is unveiled I think it's just going to be super cool and I I'm excited to see like that day happen you know I I want to see it in person so uh just incredible stuff my tangent is done just uh just a wonderful um thing that was announced within the past week and now for the not so great news unfortunately it was announced that beanie feldstein and jane lynch are set to depart from funny girl on broadway this fall on september 25th um there have been talks that leah michelle would come do the show there have been talks that uh julie benko the current standby um would take over the role full time I vote Jessica Vosk. That's me. I don't know. I feel like she'd be amazing in that role. It's not because I have any bias because I did a show with her or anything like that. Um, but I, I think she would be awesome. Anyways, uh, they, they're heading out of Funny Girl. So you have till September 25th to go see them. Uh, this week was, was incredible. And I'll get to that because Julie Banker was on like the whole week last week um, because Beanie was out with COVID. Um, so really the understudies and swings are really just like, unbelievable what they're doing and carrying Broadway. Huge shout out to Mallory Matkey, who literally saved Six's performance at the Tony Awards and so well-deservingly got a special shout out on live TV from Ariana DeBose, the host, because um, she literally saved the performance. So what Swings and Understudies are doing right now is just incredible. Um, it was so well done, the Tony Awards this year. It was it was so great. And I'm so glad that we had that audience tune in. It's such a higher audience because it was literally like, one of my favorite Tony Awards. It was like the year to tune in if you've never watched it before. Um, anyways, the, enough about the Tony Awards. I have to keep moving. Um, otherwise, this could be a long episode because I could talk about the Tony Awards for like a whole episode. Um, anyways, so yeah, Beanie Feldstein, Jane Lynch, set to depart. You have till September 25th. Go see them. I think it's worth seeing. Um, even if you think it's good, even if you think it's bad, Jane Lynch is absolutely worth seeing. I didn't mind. I really enjoyed uh, Beanie Feldstein's um, performance. It's not because I've talked to her here on the podcast before, and she's a future. She's a previous episode that you can listen to. Um, it just happens to be I actually did enjoy the performance. I kind of, um, I don't know. I, I really didn't have a problem with it the way that she, the in critics are are saying it, in the way that the uh, audiences are are some audiences are receiving it. Um, Julie Benko, I heard, is fantastic, though. Her standby, everyone who's seen it, her has seemed to love it. So um, that's very exciting to hear. Um, other news, uh, speaking of like final performances, Skylar Aston is playing his final performance on July 3rd in Little Shop of Horrors. Um, so it was a quick it was a quick run for him. It was about a month. Um, and Rob McClure, it was announced, is going to be taking over the role of Seymour. And honestly, if you ask me, it's one of those roles where I was like, oh my God, this makes total sense, but I never thought about it before. Um, he is literally going to be perfect in this role. He starts July 5th. It makes total sense. Congratulations to him. The man's just not taking a break from Mrs. Doubtfire and literally already started rehearsal for Little Shop of Horrors. Just incredible. By the way, happy birthday, Rob McClure, because you literally just had a birthday yesterday, um, Wednesday, June 15th. So um, just an, it's so exciting. I, I, I'm actually going to be at Little Shop like twice in like 
a month because I want to see both of them so bad. I want to see Skylar and I want to see Rob. So um, I'll definitely be back. And it, it's just it's so good. It, that that production is so good. And I, I know it's an off-Broadway show. I just don't understand why they don't just transfer it already. I don't know. That's me. It's just it's doing so well. Like, why wouldn't why not get a bigger crowd, get a bigger audience? I don't know. Uh, anyways, moving on. Also, shout out to the Swings and Understudies again because after his performance at the Tony Awards this uh, past Sunday, Hugh Jackman, it was announced that Hugh Jackman contracted COVID and he tested positive and he's out for the next like 10 days. So, huge shout out to Max Clayton, who is literally on doing Harold Hill all week, doing an eight show week, and uh, will be doing the show for the next 10 days until Hugh is cleared to come back. Um, just awesome so cool to see it's unfortunate because it's like Hugh Jackman there's going to be a lot of people that are mad but there's going to be so many people that are happy and um, I'm curious to keep an eye out and I encourage you all to keep an eye out to see what the numbers of Music Man are like this week because they've been doing so well and with the with when someone like Hugh Jackman goes out you can actually get a refund for your ticket and so I'm curious to see how this impacts their their future uh music man just with they didn't do well at the tonys so that's rough and then hugh jackman gets covid and you you're out your star for for the week after just not winning an award um it's tricky so i'm curious to see how this impacts the future maybe the numbers aren't great this week and this implies something moving forward um i don't know but it, it, it's gonna be interesting but nonetheless if you can go see Music Man, go see it. A, tickets are going to be cheaper, and B, you're going to get an incredible performance by Max Clayton. He is unbelievable. He is a Broadway veteran. He knows what he's doing. He's been with the show since the beginning, uh, just tr- watching Hugh and, and learning, literally not from the beginning of Broadway. Yes, from the beginning of Broadway, but prior to that, during the readings, all of that, he was there watching Hugh and and learning the show and doing it all so um it's a performance worth uh watching and he's tony award winner newly tony award winner matt doyle's husband so like or boyfriend i don't know if they're married or not um but it's it's a performance worth going so if you can go see it i encourage you to continue to go see it if you already have a ticket and go see it if you don't have a ticket they are doing a lottery for the week because hugh jackman is out um that they're doing 76 dollars lottery tickets because of the 76 trombones um it's worth going and apparently the rush tickets are easier to get this week so highly recommend it if you're interested in seeing music man and just thought i'd throw it out there um it's still gonna be the same show i promise it's it's great um Anyways, that wraps up this week's news section. We're going to turn it over to Sean McManus. Otherwise, this is going to be the longest episode ever. So without further ado, Sean McManus, curtain up. Buckle up, everyone, because we have an absolute legend on the podcast. She is now a three-time Tony Award winner. She is the one and only Patty Lapone. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. One day, though. Uh, today, we have another legend on the podcast for many other reasons. 
This week's guest is another one of those names that will be the future of Broadway. He is currently in uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway, making his Broadway debut tomorrow by, at the time that we're recording. Um, and you may also know our guest from uh, going viral on TikTok, doing arguably the best impressions of Broadway legends, including Patti Lapone. So everyone, welcome to Take a Bow, Sean McManus. Hi. Wow, Eli, that was amazing. That was a mouthful. I was like, I did not warm up my lips there. <laughs> wow, thank you so much. That was that was incredible. Oh my God, no, this is incredible because literally I, I mean it. I love having on the younger performers like uh, around our age, I guess, because I guess we're around the same age, um, that are like going to be the future of the next wave, you know, of these Broadway stars. And I totally know that you're going to be up there. Um, it's so exciting that you're making your Broadway debut tomorrow, and we're going to talk all about it. Um, at first, I like to start out our, our episodes asking our guests how they got involved in, in theater and kind of st telling stories and everything like that. So what's your story? Yeah, my story is I'm <laughs> from New Jersey. I'm yeah. from Summit, which is like 10 minutes from Milburn, New Jersey, where Paper Mill is. Mm -hmm. So my whole coming of age was going to Paper Mill as well as the city to see like everything. My first big memory was like the Christmas Spectacular, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people. And then... Yeah, I remember my parents just always bringing us to shows. Um, I saw, I think Mary Poppins was the first one I saw, and I was so hooked, like instantly mesmerized and was like, I need to do this. Please let me do this. For That was my first Broadway show, too. No way, really? Yes, twins. Oh, my God, I love it. Twins. I'm a, we're on the same wavelength, I'm telling always. you. Always. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Wicked was my second Broadway show. And like, mm, of course, of course. I tell you, and I don't care how basic it sounds. I don't care because it still means like so much to me. I've seen it over 20 times and that was the validation. That was like, this is not only a career path, but this is like a life, this is a life altering experience. This mm -hmm. is going to change people's lives. And then that was when I was like, oh, this is like, this is something that can really like change somebody's existence, not just be a career path, you know? Totally. Yeah, I'm so subtle, as you can tell. <laughs> it's great. So, so what did you do? Did you get involved in paper mill? Did you what kind of? How did you get involved in performing? I did. So I started taking creative drama classes there when I was in fourth grade. Incredible. After yeah, their education opportunities there are mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, so I was very very fortunate to grow up here, and. Um, after that, I started taking dance lessons about a year later. So when I was in fifth grade and then the ball started rolling, then I did like the paper mill summer conservatory, which is their like summer training program. And yeah. that was very intensive, but like prepared you for college auditions. And I did the rising star program there, which is basically like the Jimmy's prerequisite. Sure. And so I, my whole you know, performing arts growth, I attribute to them. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. That's a unique story. It's interesting because we actually, I had Jelani Remy on and he kind of had a similar thing where he was taking those classes at Paper Mill and everything. And actually Rob McClure was one of his teachers there. Can I tell you a funny story? Oh my God, please. Both of them, Jelani and Rob, presented at the Rising Star Awards the year that I won. I was like- No way. Oh, yes. 
That's amazing. And my I got presented my award by Nikki M. James. Like, oh my god, casual. It was it was the best moment of my life. Just a casual Tony Award winner just presenting you an award. Amazing. (laughs) Career achieved. Like that's when you know you made it already. Um, Well, so you you literally, I mean. I guess not literally, but you recently just graduated from college, from BOCO, from Boston yeah. Conservatory. Um, and then you went pretty much straight into CATS on tour, it seems, right? Yeah, three weeks later. Oh, my God. So so first of all, what was it like that you were about to make your like big professional like debut and go out on tour with a company? I mean, it's something that's like so crazy to think about to like travel the country with a show. Absolutely. Truth be told, because it was still in the pandemic, Broadway was still shut yeah. down at this point because it's May 2021. So a lot of this was up in the air. It wasn't even really on my radar. Because oh I got a, an email from the casting director asking me to come in to, they basically call it the Cats Boot Camp, which is <laughs> to do a bunch of the combos. It's very serious. And Kim yeah. Craven, who is the resident on Broadway, was there the whole week. And they would basically teach you all these combos and then keep giving you all these random sides. And it wouldn't quite make sense in the moment. And then once we got the job, it made sense like mm-hmm. how they were building us up. And then I remember getting an email from Troika, the production company. And I was in Florida at the time with my best friends taking like our little senior trip. Oh after my God. College. And they were like, hey, can you come to the city tomorrow? And can you do a costume fitting? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I was like, oh, I'm in Florida. So I literally flew up to Florida. But mind you, we didn't have um, like the offers yet. We didn't have right. a word or anything. So I remember so specifically, we're putting like on the unitards, getting everything oh on. Word. And they, all of the... Uh, costume designers were like, are you excited to go on tour? Is your family so excited? And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't really know if I'm going on tour, but, but yes. <laughs> oh my God. And I got a call like two days later, but it was such a crazy process. Like literally up until the last second, I didn't know it was going to happen. So like during the audition process, so eventually you went on and you played Tumble Brutus. And uh-huh. did you know that that's who you were auditioning for at least? Yes and no. I had been called back in for Mungo Jerry okay. initially because, which I ended up understudying while I was on the tour. Um, but as far as I'm, as I'm no, they would call you back for more generic or featured roles. And then from there, they would trickle down into the more specialty 
rolls because they didn't want to call back like 15 tumble brutuses, right? They would right. they would had like 20 of us in for Mungo Jerry. And then from there, they said, does anybody tumble? And then we would go across the floor and like show what we had. So I think after like the second or third, I was like, okay, this is the path that they clearly see me in. That's so cool. That that's fascinating. I love how I love like digging into the minds of creatives and the whole process of that. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, I want to hear your experience because you know tour life is not for everyone. You know, it it's craziness. So as like a younger performer just out of college, what was tour life like for you? And do you recommend it to like people out there that are like listening and trying to decide what path to take? That's a great question. What I would say is it depends on where you are in your life mm -hmm. in terms of me recommending it to everybody. Because like you said, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone at specific times in their lives. You know what I mean? For me, I was 23. I had like just graduated college and I've traveled, but I haven't seen the the country. Like this show is literally bringing us everywhere. We mm -hmm. were in Iowa and Nebraska and... I mean, everywhere, uh, New Orleans, it, it was a surreal experience. So for me, I was really excited because I said, I don't have anything tying me down. New York isn't going anywhere. So why don't I take advantage of this opportunity while I have the chance? Hmm. So in that way, it was a no brainer for me. But that being said, it was really difficult, especially in the beginning, because you are never quite settled anywhere you go. Right. You're constantly changing climates and hotel accommodations and food options. And so the cast becomes your lifeline and the show is your only constancy. <laughs> yeah. And that's difficult, right? Like when Cats the musical, which is already a fever dream in and <laughs> of itself, when that is your only consistency, yeah, you go a little crazy, right? <laughs> But um, when you adapt to that schedule, just like anything, it becomes easier and then you learn what works for you. So I knew for myself, I like had to be out and about for like a couple hours before doing the show because I couldn't just sit in my hotel room and then stand up and do Cats the Musical for two hours. Right. Um, so it's all about like figuring out what works for you in that setting. I would say fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool because like, it's an experience that like you said, like, it gives you the opportunity to go see the world like otherwise you, you necessarily wouldn't, but then you have to consider like, oh, for the next like six months, or however long the contract may be, it's like, you're not going to have a day off because on those days off, you have to travel. So like, it's just a crazy lifestyle and it's constantly moving, living out of hotel rooms, maybe an Airbnb if you're lucky. Um, it's just craziness. So it, it's, you're away from family, maybe for the first time even. Um, it's So yeah, it's a lot to think about and, and you're totally right. I feel like it totally depends on like the person, where they are currently, um, maybe even experiences of their life, like not even in their career. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a different, it's a different world. Um, but yes. now like the COVIDness of it all. Yeah. So that's the stressful thing. Can't imagine. Like if you would test positive, you're stuck in that hotel room for 10 days by yourself, you know, so it, it is very challenging. <laughs> right. And I can't imagine like the headspace that you must've been in because you found this routine of like, Oh, well, I have to get out of my apartment before I do the show. But like, I have to be cautious because I can't get COVID. You know, that's crazy. Um, 
fascinating. But now here we are. Uh, you're in New Jersey, at New York, at home, stationed in one. Uh, you're not traveling anywhere uh, for your show. Uh, you're going to be making your Broadway debut tomorrow. And I, by the way, I the first ever video I saw of you on like social media or on, like TikTok uh, was you announcing that you were making your Broadway debut at Beetlejuice, that you were going to be in Beetlejuice. It was so oh, cool. I know. I was like, I have to follow this guy. And so like immediately, and then I was like, saw all these other amazing videos. And I was like, this guy's amazing. Like, it's so cool. Um, so anyways, Beetlejuice, how are we feeling? Tomorrow's the big day. What is going on in your life right now? How are we feeling? Yeah. <laughs> we're feeling... I think we're feeling everything. Everything. Uh, feeling like fulfilled and ex so excited and hyper. Yeah. Also anxious and there's definitely nerves. But you know what? This is what I'll say, Eli. Like if there weren't nerves, I something would be wrong, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because this has meant so much to me for so long that I want it to go well. And yeah. I'm going to give myself grace because, you know, it's a swing position and I, I've never swung before and oh I've gosh. always had appreciation for swings, but now being in this position, I like, they're superheroes and yes. I am very humbled by this experience. No, you are a superhero. Oh, thank you, you. Yes. You can thank say you. I am a superhero now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I'm so excited, but also like very grateful and like mm -hmm. fortunate and blessed. And like, I will not take this for granted. Right. So uh, yes, I, totally did not mention you joined the company as a vacation swing correct yes so um talk to me uh, for people listening what exactly a vacation swing is and kind of like i would say they're kind of even more important than like an actual swing and maybe even harder than an actual swing because you're not mm -hmm. with the show all the time um so talk to me about what it is and then after that i want to hear about what a rehearsal process looks like for a vacation swing and like do you did you have any time on the stage or anything anyway that's a lot but go ahead <laughs> oh those are all awesome questions um let's see so a vacation swing the gist of it is that you are brought in because the show is in need of additional coverage on top of what's already in the resident company Mm -hmm. So this is at times in traditionally, it would be more so like when an actor goes on vacation for a week, because most Broadway actors get two one week long vacations every year. So when they take their vacation, they bring a vacation swing on so that there's more immediate coverage. They're not down a man, so to say. Um, in this day and age, it's actually even more useful because with COVID, mm -hmm. if somebody's out for 10 days, they're actually still entitled to that two week long vacation. So now they're out for two weeks in addition to their vacation week. Oh, wow. So yeah, basically we are brought on anytime somebody either tests positive or when someone is taking their week to recuperate. Insane. Mm -hmm. And then are you able to rehearse with the cast at any time? Is, are there like added protocols because you're a vacation swing? So you like come in and out? Yeah. Well, mostly it's just me and the two dance captains right. who are teaching me the show. Sometimes like the resident director will be there. Sometimes the choreographer will be there and the stage mm. managers will be there. And um, so no is the answer. Most of the wow. time you're on your own, especially in the beginning. So I've been with it now for like three and a half weeks. 
uh, learning all seven tracks that I'm responsible for. Right? <laughs> <I'm> crazy. <laughs> so essentially, um, they will only bring cast members in once, maybe twice a week to work on like partnering or work on prop handoffs, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm not in the show, uh, for this stint that I'm with the show, I'm backstage every night trailing, which basically means you're shadowing the actor while they're backstage, seeing how they do their quick changes, where they put their props. Cause that's like even more instrumental to the process than like even your onstage tracking. Oh yeah. Backstage traffic is even crazier. So that's, yeah, that's basically what my life is like. I'm like either in the green room rehearsing with the show, like standing in the corner totally. or I'm backstage with them, trailing them as they're doing the show. Amazing. Are we allowed to say who you're going on as yet? Or is that yeah, not a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going on a Ramon Owens track, which is the one who gets his arms ripped off in Beautiful Sound. Oh my God. Um, if you don't, I mean, if you haven't seen the show, that won't make sense. But if you have, then it's it's really funny. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. It's so exciting. I love it. And it also, this won't come out. So when this, when you all are listening to this, um, he will have made, sorry, are your pronouns he, him, his? Yes. Okay, good. I'm just, I was, I assumed and I was like, oh, my God. Um, okay. Fine. <laughs> so, um where was I? Oh, so he will have already made his Broadway debut because when you listen to this, it's his Broadway debut is actually going to be yesterday because um, it's coming out on Thursday okay. or even at midnight. So like he probably just made his Broadway debut. Um, oh, that's just coming off the stage. Yeah, right. Um, so sorry for all of like the pretensing, but yeah, it this is what we're talking. So um fascinating stuff all these things you're going on i'm so excited um have you been like on the stage yet like are you having put in or at all before you go on i have been fortunate to be on the stage a couple of times which awesome. is a blessing Beetlejuice yep. has been very kind about that what's what people don't realize is that so most of the time I would be rehearsing in ripley greer or in mm-hmm. Pearl studios the, re- the big rehearsal venues in new york and then I get on the stage and the stage is raked. And for those that oh, don't know what that yeah. means, it's on a slope. Wicked is like one of those infamous shows that's on a raked stage. And so just imagine, like I want everybody to picture in that beautiful sound number where your limbs are literally flailing, <laughs> jumping up and down, you're doing triple pirouettes. I literally have no arms. Like my arms are tied behind my back on a raked stage. Oh, my <laughs> like it is insanity but also like thrilling yeah so i'm sure you had to practice that a few times right you have to get used to that yeah i haven't had an an official official put in like with all the lights and the costumes but i've had a lot of the cast come in and work with me either on the stage or in the rehearsal studio so you know i think we'll be okay (laughs) amazing and i mean have you seen beetlejuice before you were like in it are you a big fan of the show are you like this is like a show that you like dreamed of having your debut in Yes. Yeah? Yes. Like I, in October 2019, I went with uh, some of my Berkeley uh, like colleagues and like fellow students. We took a Broadway bus trip from Boston to New York and we either had the option of seeing Mean Girls or Beetlejuice. And I was like, I've seen Mean Girls. Like I'm, I'm curious to see what Beetlejuice is all about. I didn't have that many expectations. I loved it. Like I loved it best. 
And a lot of the same cast are still in it. Mm-hmm. So it's just so surreal to me. Like Alex Brightman being like, I love your TikToks, man. And I'm Stop like, it. Oh, I love you so much. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Like, so the answer is yes. I am a huge fan of this show. I've followed all of them. Like I, their journey is so fascinating to me. Like how it started at the, at the Winter Garden. Right. Struggled to find an audience. Then TikTok came about and like gave the show a new life. And then it closed with like the Music Man and the Winter Garden. And now it's back. Like it's just a crazy trajectory that it feels super like cool to be a part of. It's so funny because when you announced that this was the show that you were going into, I was like, this makes total sense. Like this is like the perfect show for him because of who he is and the videos that is being are being made and everything. It's just like so fitting. It seems. Thank you. I mean, I I like to think so. It it seems yeah. like a good fit, a good mold. For yeah, me. like meant to be almost. It's so cool, and I'm so glad now that like the show came back because otherwise, I mean, maybe your Broadway debut doesn't happen tomorrow. You know, it's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like, so thank goodness everything happened the way it did. Thank you, all you listening that supported Beetlejuice and bringing it back. So exciting. Like retweet, major retweet. <laughs> because, and can I just take a second to like thank those, all of those. Absolutely. They are the sweetest people and devoted and like die hard for this show. I've never experienced something like that. Even with Cats, we had a very devoted fan base. Uh-huh. This is like a whole different ball game. And you know, like, and this is this is not shade. It's just like as somebody who is a Broadway fan, sure to say I never won't be. Sometimes there's a bit of callousness and mm. there's a lot of, you know, I guess not cruelty, because that seems like a bit much, but there seems there's a lot of bias and favoritism. And sometimes like it affects a lot of performers, like especially around like replacements or um, you know, new shows that haven't quite found their niche yet. And this is not the case with this show. Like these people are just so sweet and love it and like see themselves in a lot of these characters. And that especially is very, very humbling and gratifying to be a part of. You're so right. I actually, I was lucky enough to be at the reopening of, of Beetlejuice when it, the first night no it came way. to Marriott. Oh yes. That night was like, it was unlike any other theater experience that I'd ever experienced simply because of the audience and the fans that came out. Everyone was in cosplay. Like literally, I was probably one of the only people not in cosplay. Oh yeah, um, they still show up in cosplay to this day. It's it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it because usually like theater, like people dress up, they dress very nice and nothing against the characters in the show or anything, but like, it's not like they're, they're ready to go to dinner or anything like that. So like, um, it's, I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I am. Beetlejuice. <laughs> no, I mean, like he totally like, I mean, go for it because no, I mean, that is, like walking down the street with no arms. Just so yeah. Cool. Like it's fun and fabulous and like go you, but I was like, it's so cool. And it's like, that's just like the dedication that this show has. And it's just so amazing to see. So you're so right. Like re- retweet you. You totally have the, one of the yeah. best fan base on Broadway. Seriously. It's wild. It's amazing. Yeah. So talk to me because is this show giving you your equity card? Yes. So do you mind sharing what that kind of means? So the Cats tour that you went on was a non-equity tour. Mm-hmm. And just like, so now you're in a show that, that it's equity, you're on Broadway, and now you're getting your equity card. Talk to us about that process and what that kind of means and what an equity card can do for a performer. 
Sure. An equity card is basically a an entrance to the union, to mm -hmm. Actors' Equity Association. And being a part of a union does give you good benefits. It gives you like uh, health insurance and like 401k benefits. And it also gives you more protections. It's somebody who can advocate on your behalf if there's a conflict within the company or if you feel like you're not being properly compensated. It, it basically is like a built-in represent representation or um, I guess like a cushion for you as an actor. You feel coveraged in a lot of ways. Yes. And so the way that you get that, right, is is by getting these points, I guess. They track it in. Mm -hmm. and, and and you build up so many points that you can get the equity card. But then, of course, once you hit Broadway, you immediately get it. Is that right? That is right. So okay. I was part of the EMC program, which is what you're referring to. It's essentially where those theaters um, do give out equity contracts. But if you're a student, for example, like a lot of people our age, are like, you know, I don't know if I want to join the union quite yet, because as great as the union is, it does limit the jobs you can get. Like, I wouldn't have never been able to do the Cats Non-Union Tour had I chosen to take my equity card. Right. So, um, yeah, I I did have enough points to join the union. I think it's actually, it used to be that you had to get like 25 weeks or 25 points to yeah. um, achieve membership. Now I think it's changed and you can get your equity card if you've ever been paid to do theater period like even oh wow i believe that is a change now um <laughs> it's i don't about the necessarily money. recommend that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um just because and here's the thing this is just the world according to me people don't have to take it as the gospel but i do think that it's important to gain experience do you really want like after I, i'm not bashing com community theater it's wonderful but do you want to go straight from community theater to getting your equity card and then not being able to get another community theater job and just like hoping Broadway comes along. I, I don't know if that's the best um, strategy, you know what I mean? In terms of like optimizing yourself for opportunities. Totally. And that goes back to, to the student conversation where if you're a young performer in the industry and you want to get in the industry and everything, and you may have the, the amount of points that you can get your equity card, um, you know, people do hold off because it's also very expensive. You have to pay union dues. Yes. Dues, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, th that can be hard, especially when you don't have the income coming in because community theater, you don't have this six month to year contract. You have a two week contract. And that does, that's not going to pay your rent for for two months, you know, mm -hmm. um, let alone if you're lucky one month. So it's tricky. It's just an added thing. And it's it's great. But it's also has its it has its things that you have to think about. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a nice little rundown to to teach everyone. Um, thank you for touching on that. Uh, and then let me talk to you about uh, your TikToks because oh. you because they are amazing i'm obsessed with them you started going on viral is it because of patty lapone or was it because you just were transitioning to like theater talk judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It, it wasn't actually the first one. I'll t- I'll quickly tell you the story. I I, I promise. Go I won't for it. About it. But um, I was so it was January 2021. I was a senior at Boston Conservatory. Okay. And um, speaking of COVID, I actually got uh, I tested positive for COVID in January, right as we got back for our spring semester. Oh my so gosh. I was yeah, it was crazy. And I'm just like in my apartment in Boston, <laughs> just like fooling around bored out of my mind right and i just finished re-watching schitt's creek and, oh my gosh and i think that was when oh sour came out oh I, yes and so I, I was like listening to olivia rodrigo in my feels you know as you do in my feels. <laughs> then i started doing it like oh, i got my driver's license last work <laughs> We always talked about it's like doing it like Moira. Oh my and god! I like pulled up my TikTok and was like, "Because uh, you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house," and like being so stupid. And Amazing. I posted that of like Moira doing Olivia Rodrigo went to sleep, and then my roommate like knocks on my door that morning. <laughs> and he goes, "Look at your phone," and I was like, "What?" And I wake up and it already had like one and a half million views. And oh my like, word. What? Yeah, that was insane. So it actually started with a Moira Rose Stan account. Come on, shit freak. Patty came about um, a little bit later, but now that's kind of like the most common thing that I do. So I'm dying to ask you, is this something that you've like always done or did you just like start playing with it because of TikTok? Like, have you always been really good at impressions? I've always just been annoying. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm kidding. I mean, I, I, I don't know why, but I have like this really good like knack for mimicry. Like I, that's how I learn best. Like if I listen or I like watch it, I, I don't know why. Like my mirror neurons, I guess. Like I can just do it. I'm very mm. good at copying. Um, <laughs> I, I just have an ear for it. Like almost like somebody would have an ear for music and like yeah. really good like ear training. I just have it for like intonation and the way that people phrase things. Um, and it also just fascinates me. I'm very interested in like how and why people act the way they do. Um, so I don't know, like the people that I that I focus on, I just like have an obsession with them. Like I just love... I want to figure out what makes them tick. So like the sure. three that I mainly do, Moira, Jennifer Coolidge, and Patty, like they're all so fascinating and they're mm-hmm. all so iconic in different ways. So it's about me like wanting to tap into their iconicity sort of. Uh, for sure. And and recently, you, you just recently posted a Bernadette Peters one. I also, that was everything too. I was like, Thank she, you. yes, because you find, you like you said, you find literally all the things but just within with your voice it's not even like you're like embodying them because we don't even see your whole body it's just like you there's something in your throat that you find and it's just right in that pocket it's so fascinating oh thank you i mean truth be told the first memory i have of doing this is when tina fey 
was doing Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live. I think I was like 10. Oh, really? So I was like 10 years old. But I could nail that impression because like <laughs> I was so hard and I thought it was hysterical. So Sarah Palin was the first person I did. And I, at every family function, I'd be like, do you want to hear my Sarah Palin impression? No way. So like, this has been a thing I've always done. It's not okay. that was the catalyst, but now people see it on TikTok and are like, oh, I love those impressions that you do. A lot of people don't even know I do musical theater. Like right. I, oh my God. come up to me and be like, so do you just like do TikTok? I was like, oh no, I'm an actor too. But like, oh. you know what I mean? Like it's so, it's so funny how it's worked out that way. It's like, that's what's gotten the most recognition. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, literally blown up. I mean, these videos you have, you have almost like 150,000 followers. Like it's just craziness that, that uh, wild. yeah. And I love that, like, you know, that we see these kind of like, it's not like your average like TikTok like content that you that people just see. Like a lot of it's like drama or like weird funny videos, like American funny videos kind of in ways like fails and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And then we have like brilliant things like these and, and like people that actually like show off their talents, you know? Um yeah, there's amazing creators out there. And, it, and and for me it's sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say like what I, at this point, what it does for me, like if it just helps like one person like laugh or chuckle a little bit because of the absurdity, like that's what I like to see because it's, this is still a very like precarious time for people. And it's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like anxiety, this and that. So I do it because it's therapeutic for me. And so <laughs> I hope like my goal is that it also is a, a moment of levity for other people. Do you have a favorite one that you do? Um, I like, <laughs> I like when different people sing like the end of Defying Gravity. Yeah. Because Jennifer Coolidge doesn't really sing, but she like, bring me down. <laughs> Which I think there'd be an audience for, right? Right. Or like, or like Megan the Stallion would be like, eh. Like she wouldn't even <laughs> sing the last note. She would just be like, dun, 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 eh. Like, like yeah. obsessed. Like I like that one a lot. Um, I also like Patty singing um, Adele. That's also really good. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I've seen that one. Is it like Rolling in the Deep? No. it's What was the first one she did? It was right when um, her 30 album came out. So she was doing like the... <laughs> That's the first one I did. And it was like... That's everything. I, I think even in the video, I like broke twice being like, because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. Do you do those takes like a lot? Do you, or is it usually just like one and done? One, what you see is the first one I did, and I just post whatever it is because I can't, I can't be all like analytical about it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'll just drive myself crazy. And plus, here's my thing. I honestly think the first one is usually, like 80% of the time, the best one. Because mm. it's most organic. It's just what comes out in that moment. And otherwise, like, they can tend to seem, like, contrived or, I don't know. It, they don't seem as organic. They don't come from an authentic place. So I find, like, the first one I do, even if it's crappy, like, sometimes I'm like, eh, the mistakes are just as funny as if it went well. Right. I feel like that's a talent in itself, though, just like to be able to to just get over it. And like this is having that mindset is like a talent. Um, that's so good. That's so good. I love that like mindset of it all. Um, I want to finish off. I know I have to let you go, um, but I want to I want to finish off and asking you. So I saw on your website that you have like a big passion for politics and you actually have worked on a presidential campaign, which is like 
you're literally just graduated and you're like taking over the world. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but like, I want to, I want to ask you like more and more as I, I get older and I start to see, I, I, I continue to consume, you know, theater and movies and everything. Like I see the, the um, impact that the two have on each other with arts and politics and everything, even though it's not like blatantly shouted out there that that's the connection. Um, I want to hear from you, like, what is some of your, what do you feel on that topic? And like, what are you, what's your, like, would you ever like plan on like becoming like a person for the union or for like your show or like anything like that? Like what, would you ever do anything with the two? First of all, thank you for asking. Like, that's such a thoughtful question. Yeah. Um, You know, I, first of all, I'll preface this all with my dream, even from a young age, is I wanted to be Kate Schindel. I wanted to be the actor's <laughs> president. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Granted, you know, now I'd love to do some sort of leadership role in that capacity, but I also want to make sure that we have people who like whose various identities haven't always been in those positions. So I'm sure. okay to defer that for right now, especially because I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> right now. Right. Um, no, but that's a great question because I am of the belief that the best actors and the best performers also are informed people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important to be educated and to be thoughtful about the world around us, because that's right. the job is to reflect what's going on in this moment. And yes, we're there for escapism as well. And I guess, depending on the material, sometimes promoting those messages become more important in some cases than others. Mm-hmm. But as a general matter, I just think it's very important to have strong beliefs and to advocate when you can. A lot of us like do have platforms, like what I've noticed in using a lot of TikTok and and Instagram is that people do sometimes pay attention to what you say. So it's important to think before you say things. It's It's important to consider how other people are affected by this. Like I need to look within, and I guess this has political connotations. I need to look within and I need to notice and acknowledge the privilege that I have within my own identity as like a cis white man who is also queer And I think it's important to hold that belief in one hand and then also hold the belief of like, well, what is going on within the business at this time? How can I contribute to the progress that we want to see? The progress we see in this business is only as good as the people in it. So we have to be the change we want to see. And that means like being up to date with the policies that are being enacted because more often than not, a lot of the federal regulations that are being put forward directly affect us. Mm-hmm. And granted, not a lot of us work within the union, like in those leadership positions. So we don't know that, but we should know that. We should know, hey, it, what what do you think Kate Schindel will do about this if this, you know, I'm kind of like speaking hypothetically, but if this sort of mandate goes out or if this regulation changes, the industry is constantly, constantly changing. So being up to date is like very, very important. And a lot of that starts with like at a grassroots level, like understanding the business in which we're in and understanding the wider world at large. How do we engage with people? How are we being considerate of the different populations that come to see our shows? How are we making it a more, a more equitable space? 
all of these things are very, very important. And like working on that campaign taught me a lot of that because it's, it taught me to like, it taught me how to respect opposition mm. without giving in, like without sacrificing my own beliefs. It taught me to, it taught me to see the world a little bit wider than how I've seen it before because I, I grew up in a very homogeneous environment. So mm. it's important to be aware of that. It's important to acknowledge those things and educate yourself as much as possible. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's a perfect place to to end. It was, it was so great to hear that because and just reflecting really quickly, like it's so true, like theater and what we do in art in general is just such an escape. And it's so cool to, but really like what we're doing is we're escaping into an environment that brings those issues to the table in a different and a lighthearted way instead of in a more like cutthroat way that we are maybe used to see or like in a sad way like we may see on the news or something like that um so what you said was so beautiful it's just so fascinating to to see how the two really go hand in hand and and what we can do as actors and how it really does impact us and our performances and our well-beings as actors and in the industry um but it's just it's great so i appreciate that and i appreciate you touching on that um anyways sean this has been amazing seriously i can't thank you enough for for coming on here and sharing all your wonderful things i'm so excited for you about to make your broadway debut in beetlejuice on broadway so exciting you're gonna have to tell me all about it afterwards i'm so I excited will, for you I will. and thank you this you're so fun and you, oh my God. you also do a lot of great work on here so oh my i gosh. appreciate you having me Thank you so much. You're the sweetest. You absolutely deserve to take a bow. Sean McManus. <laughs> Yay. Take a bow, Sean McManus. And I love saying that right now because he's literally taking his first Broadway bow right now. And I'm obsessed with that. So congratulations. So well-deserved. If, if you weren't a fan and you didn't know Sean now, I or before this, I hope you are a fan now because honestly, I'm a big fan now. Um, if you are not following his TikToks or social media in general, highly recommend that as well. So his Instagram is smcmanis3 and then his TikTok is shawnee underscore mac. Um, and that's shawnee as in S-E-A-N-I-E underscore mac um so everyone follow along he's got such great content his impressions are fantastic you got a little taste of it here which was really exciting i was really hoping he was going to give us a little taste um and he totally did so it was great um and that's a lot of what he does and then of course the backstage of beetlejuice and all of the fun things he was just in cats on tour so he's doing a lot of that um it's just great to follow along and it's so cool to have like a broadway insider showing you how that particular show works you know and it's just incredible so um once again this is a name to follow for for quite some time ahead and i'm so excited to to go see him in beetlejuice it's gonna be amazing i'm sure he was fantastic and he is literally on cloud nine so it was awesome to speak to him about it during all of this raw emotion during this process for him so um thanks john for coming on uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope you all learned something because I actually learned a lot this this episode. A lot of the times I, I enjoy like kind of reminding myself some of the things that are in the industry that we don't have to think about every day, such as getting a non-union, getting an equity card and what the union means and really what it does and how it works and all of that. And then of course, 
talking about like the little things like a raked stage and and how to do all of this stuff that you don't necessarily think of because it's just like second nature at this point um hopefully it's a reminder for you folks or it's a learning point for you folks um but i thought this episode was a really great uh learning experience either way so i really hope that you enjoyed it there were i didn't do a drama dictionary word of the week this week because there were a lot in the episode that I feel like we could pull from to have. Um, and I didn't want to take away from that. So there's a lot of new information here. I want you to soak that all in. Don't worry about a drama dictionary. We'll do it again next week. So with that being said, I really hope to see you all next week. Thank you all for tuning in this week with Sean. Incredible stuff. Congratulations once again. And thank you, Sean, for spending some time with me chatting. And once again, thank you to all of you listening for spending time with with us and and listening to us uh, have some fun talking about the industry that we all love. So hope to see you all next week. And until then, bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.